You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to The Lightwalker's Path. This is episode 16, and I'm your host, Serena Myers, and we are continuing the conversation about what it means to live a spiritual life with our interview series. So we are going to jump right into that right now. I am so excited to introduce my next guest to you. Her name is Kayla Cohn. She is a former client of mine who is a certified hypnotherapist and is making some really beautiful, powerful magic in the world, some of which you're going to get to experience today in this episode. So just to kind of kick things off, Kayla, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing in the world? Sure. So I'm Kayla Cohn, like you said, and um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I'm located in the Pacific Northwest, but I work with folks who are all over the world. And I was sharing with you earlier that I'd say even the bulk of folks that I work with are not even an hour away. Most people are, are many hundreds and hundreds, thousands even of miles away. And basically what I do is I use hypnosis and hypnotherapy to help people um, create and live the lives that they want to live and that they want to create. And sometimes we have some of these blocks that we don't even realize are sort of hiding there. And a lot of them have been hiding there since, um, since we were babies and even since before then. So, um, it's really exciting to get in there and just clear out these things that we don't even realize are holding us back so that we can live the life that we deserve to live. And how did you end up doing this? Like, wh- where was the call for you? Because you were in corporate before this. Right. So I have been in corporate my whole entire life. And it's kind of funny. I um, had gone to, so as part of my corporate job, I needed to get a certification. And I, for my whole entire life, have struggled with terrible, debilitating test anxiety. And so um, I was getting ready to take this test. And I knew I had all the knowledge. It was all within me. But every time I tried to take the test... I just bombed it. It was like my mind just went blank and I couldn't figure it out. So kind of jokingly, a friend of mine had said, hey, you should try hypnosis. Have you ever done that? And much like I'd say probably 99% of my clients, I thought, well, whatever, you know, what do I have to lose? I guess I have no other option. So I guess I'll do it. And it's so, it's funny because that's what so many of my clients say to me now. And so part of just as a quick aside, part of what is exciting to me about this is shifting that feeling so that hypnosis and hypnotherapy and finding the answers inside us is the first, people's first stop rather than the last stop. So anyway, quick digression. Um, But anyway, so I thought, well, what the heck, you know, I don't have anything else to lose, so I'll go for it. So I took, um, I had one session of hypnosis and then ended up taking the test and received one of the highest scores on the test ever in the history of um, ever in the history of the test. So I thought, holy moly, what is the, you know, this is amazing. And then just in line with sort of synchronicities, I don't even know how it happened or where it came from, but in my inbox landed this email about training for hypnosis or, you know, hypnotherapy school. And I kind of thought, huh, that's interesting. You know, where the, who was listening? Where did that come from? And I kind of laughed it off. And then I don't know, something just stuck. It sort of hooked. And then I started seeing more about it. And um, 
the name of the school that I went to is Grace Space Hypnotherapy. And so that started kind of before I went, obviously, kind of, I kept seeing this grace and whatever, like popping up in the weirdest places. And so I ended up having a phone call with someone and I thought, well, gosh, I, it's really cool. It sounds amazing. But you know, we, if you're anything like me, then you kind of question, well, I don't know, it seems kind of weird. And I'd been in corporate for so long. It seemed a little woo for lack of a better way to put it. And I just thought, man, I don't know. You know, I've been seeing all these signs. I guess if it's meant to be, then I'll see a sign. You know, a sign will pop up. So I hung up the phone with that call and I happened to be sitting in my car and I looked down to start my car and on my stereo, when I started my car, these words came across the stereo that said grace space and then grace notes. And I thought, holy moly, that, I don't know if there could be a bigger sign. So I called right back and signed up at that moment. And it's been since then the most incredible life-changing experience. Um, anyway, so I just, the more I get involved in it and the more people I get to reach out to and whose lives I get to be a part of just reinforces every single time that this is the right path. So in summary, it sort of fell into my lap and over the last, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then over the last several years, it's just been more and more confirmation that this is just what's for me. So that's what that. is really neat about your journey is that you're almost a bit reluctantly woo. Like mm -hmm. there's always a little bit of skepticism and, and hesitation and uh, leaning into that trust. And in the, in the time we've, I've known each other about a year now, I've really watched you lean in and stretch into the, not just the woo, but into the trust which has been so beautiful. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I think when people start even spiritually adjacent businesses, mm -hmm. there's, they tend to kind of have this like emphasis on how it's always been this way, how they've always had these gifts and, um, and how it was just like this natural thing to just make a business out of it. Mm -hmm. They were here to serve. And even though you have always had this heart of service, you were using it in corporate, you were in HR, right? Yes. And you didn't just, you know, get this calling and then jump and start this business. You are still easing into it. And can you tell me a little bit about what that's like? Because those are the stories we're not hearing anymore. We hear about, I started a spiritual business and I had six figures in the first week and it was amazing. <laughs> so since the whole purpose of this podcast is to have like honest conversations about the journey, can you tell me what that was like for you? Because I know it was a little, a little dicey here and there. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, and it continues to be a little dicey in places. So, you know, the people that I had surrounded myself with and the people that we spent the most, we, you know, my husband and I and our family and all that kind of thing, I'll say are, um, you know, still part of the other way of being, right? Oh. And so, and there's nothing right or wrong. There's nothing right or wrong in any of this, but a lot of what I had struggled with and what I frankly continue to struggle with at times is that this is just a different way of being and a different way of connecting. And when people aren't ready for that, um, it can feel like a struggle. So I had a lot of fears around, oh my gosh, how am I going to build this business and do what I want to do and reach out and, you know, help people and support people and help them change their lives when I'm hiding this part of me from everybody else who knows me, you know, who knows me and knows me best. And gosh, how does that impact, um, you know, my friendships and how does that impact my husband's friendships and my kids and, you know, their friends finding out about it and all of that. So a lot of that 
it, it was early on, especially really a struggle. Um, but the more that I have been able to, again, the more that I have seen what this can do, the more open that I, the more open I've been about it. And the more really interesting feedback I've gotten from people. So my husband's a firefighter and he was sitting at the station the other day, sitting at dinner and somebody was talking about, um, I don't even, I, I think like had cracked a joke actually about hypnosis. Well, oh, maybe somebody will hypnotize so-and-so to do whatever, or maybe somebody can hypnotize my wife to do such and such. And my husband piped up shockingly and said, actually, my wife's a hypnotherapist and you would not believe, you would not believe what she's capable of and you wouldn't believe what has happened. And so somehow those messages are getting home and whether they're joking about them or whatever, I don't even know. But some of these wives now are silently coming around, you know, and reaching out to me. And again, the changes that folks have experienced is just something that um, makes it so that I feel more and more confidence and more and more comfort in sharing that. And that's not to say that people don't still snicker. I get a lot of snickering. I get a lot of commentary from the peanut gallery and that kind of thing. And that's all okay. And I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. It's all okay because the people who need it and who deserve it are reaching out and are experiencing the changes that they, that they need. And getting to be a part of that is louder than, um, than some of the snickering. And I also want to comment and just say that something that's, that I'm becoming aware of too is that um, any advertising is good advertising or any attention is good attention, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm actually sort of excited about the, it's strangely about the sort of negative commentary because it's still shining a light. And so the people who need to hear it are still hearing it, whether there are people sort of making fun or not. Um, the people who need to hear it are still hearing it. And that's all I care about. The people who aren't ready, that's okay. What I care about is you, you people who are ready for this change and ready to experience what life can be like and getting to be a part of that is just making me feel stronger and stronger with every step and every moment. So I think there's a lot of people, whether it's a business or even, even just like adopting different spiritual practices in a public way or in an open way, I guess. Um, there is a lot of that fear of being cast out. I know it's huge for us. And it's the reason why, like, it's, it's not just in the spiritual community. You see it in so many different spaces where we want, and our natural human instinct is to be part of the pack. And so to do anything that is even a little bit out of the norm for our circle uh, takes a lot of courage. It's the reason why people have these practices um, kind of covertly a lot of the time. So I think um, there's a beautiful thing, and I'm not sure if you're recognizing this kind of thread. It, it started out in this trust in the signs of, hey, this was meant to be, so I'm going to follow this. But then in trusting the work and in making it bigger than yourself, that's where the confidence to start kind of putting it out there. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's actually really beautiful. Because I remember when we first met, there was um, a lot of excitement and you knew that this bigger, there was this bigger calling that you were stepping into, like you could feel that, but there was so much internal stuff that hadn't aligned yet. And to have witnessed you come full circle where you're actually talking about it in a, in a public way is really beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and so much of it too. And of course I used a lot of hypnosis, a lot of self-hypnosis to kind of get past some of this stuff, you know, like you're talking about our, our sort of reptilian brain, mm-hmm. you know, is there to protect us all the time. And our subconscious mind is there to protect us all the time and to protect us, like you said, from being cast out because when our reptilian brain and our subconscious mind came online way back in the day, all of that, you know, if you were cast out from your group or your family or your tribe at the time, you know, that could mean and likely meant death. Mm-hmm. So it's there to protect us, to protect us from death. And of course, things have changed quite a bit, you know, since then where it doesn't necessarily mean dying, but it can mean emotional pain and emotional death. And that's really scary too. But um, having the opportunity and taking the time to shift and remind myself that it's not about me and that I'll find my way and I'll find my family and my support. And I'm lucky to have a very supportive family, a very supportive husband. And, um, but anyway, shifting it so that I remembered that this wasn't about me, that this is about you. This is about the folks that need this and need this support. And so one of the things that I, um, one of my specialties is fertility And when I really started to get into fertility and what that meant for these moms and these families who are trying to build a family, reminding myself that it's not about me, it's about helping these people to bring these babies earthside. And when I imagine what these babies will do on this earth, when they come into this world and they come into these lives by way of woo, right? Mm -hmm. The possibilities for what they can bring to this earth and the light that they can shine on, you know, what we're all capable of. I couldn't, I felt unstoppable then because I felt like I almost had this responsibility to help these babies come earthside so that they can be the children that we need to create the change that we need Mm. on this earth. And yeah. So once, when, when I finally settled into my responsibility, it changed everything. That's amazing. Like, cause you know, my thought was when you make it bigger than yourself and that's, you know, that's the clients and the mission, but when it's the byproduct of the mission, like that's even bigger than bigger than yourself. Yes. So I want to like backpedal just a tiny little bit. And if you're listening to this and you are driving your car, this is probably the time where you want to stop listening um, and come back to this episode. Cause you don't want to miss this, but you can't, you know, don't, don't hypnotherapy and drive. Exactly. (laughs) You talked about your wise advocate and how um, meeting them and having these sessions and this energy work was your way of being able to decide what was coming next. Yes. And the timeline that was going to happen on. And you have so generously offered to do a little mini session on this episode where people can go and meet their wise advocate. So um I'm going to mute myself so that if my cat screams in the background, nobody hears anything, but is there anything that we need to know before you start? Um, so yes, I'll just repeat what you just said, which is, this is, we're going to get into hypnosis and, um, so it's not, you don't want to be driving. You want to be in a place where you're nice and comfortable, where you're feeling supported, where you don't have to worry about anybody else, where you can just take this time for yourself. And before I dive in, just a brief sort of summary of hypnosis just in general. Um, It's, I just want to say a lot of people learn about hypnosis or learn sort of what they think about it 
based on TV or movies and those kinds of things. And it couldn't be further from the truth. What you see in TV and what you see in movies, what you see in Scooby-Doo and that kind of thing is all for entertainment value. It's not at all what true therapeutic hypnosis is. Um, so what we do is we get you into a very powerful natural state. So we're actually in and out of states of hypnosis all the time, all day long. When we're children, all the way on up to about age six, seven, eight or so, you're in almost a constant state of hypnosis. And that's where you're learning all of your habits, your beliefs. They're sort of being, so our parents are our first hypnotists really, because they're the ones that teach us about who we are, about the habits that we wanna have. They help instill in us our belief systems and that kind of thing. And a lot of what I do actually is undo mm. a lot of what's sort of instilled in us at that time. So this is why um, they're saying those first five years are so crucial in a child's life is because we're in that constant state of receptivity. Right. And when we're in that state of receptivity, we don't have our, you know, the, the powers and the resources that we have now to mm. filter through some of that stuff. We take it on as children. So whatever anybody says or whatever our experiences are, we take them on. So just a quick, good example is a lot of times when I'm dealing with people for um, weight release, for example, and I say release and not loss because I feel like we don't want to find it again, right? We just want to lose <laughs> it. So, <laughs> uh, but when we're dealing with that, a lot of times what people do, especially if they eat for emotional reasons or sweets, you know, are such a big one. So chocolate cake and cookies and those kinds of things. It's because it, we can often trace it back to times that we spent with our parents or our grandparents or people who are very influential in our lives doing things that we enjoyed and baking is one of them. Mm. So if you can remember as a child baking cookies with your grandma or going to your grandma's house and it was always, it always smelled like pie or whatever that is. And that that builds this feeling of love for us. So as adults, when we are struggling for one reason or another, it takes us back. Our subconscious mind pops up and goes, remember that time that we loved eating cookies and we felt so good. We felt the love from our grandma and all of that stuff. So that's why a lot of us will turn to sweets or cookies or whatever, because it gives you that sort of immediate reminder of what that's that what we like. call them treats. Exactly. Treats, yeah. Exactly. And so what we do in hypnosis in this example is we get you into this nice, you know, relaxed state where we can tap into that unconscious or subconscious part of our minds and say, yes, that's what we used to experience, but that's not helping us anymore. In fact, it's hurting us. And so here's how we want to be instead. Here's how we want to experience love instead. So we get to get in there and have this conversation with that part of us and change things. And, and it does, it's incredibly effective. Um, and almost immediately. And it's very gentle too. So a lot of people will expect it to be like this thunder and lightning and oh my gosh, I had no idea that's what it was and I'm changed forever. And even though you are changed forever, it happens very, again, it's very subtle where you'll just realize you'll find yourself chopping vegetables and you think I haven't chopped a vegetable in five years or whatever that may be. So it's very gentle. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, so the process that I am going to walk you through right now is this tapping into this sort of, like I said, I call it kind of your wise advocate. So that part of you that has all the answers, that has hundreds of millions, who even knows how many years of wisdom that we can tap into so that it can help you to shift your seeing, shift how you are seeing and experiencing things and give you that guidance that you didn't even realize was there. 
And I'll tell you, sometimes it can pop up and be something really silly. So sometimes the wisdom that they provide to you seems just bizarre, I guess, just really interesting, but it's always right. And sometimes the advocate that you see pop up and it can be different every time you walk through this process. Um, it can be a different person or a different um, energy or whatever. And I was telling you earlier, sometimes people see Yoda. Sometimes people see, you know, an actress that they really like, you know, just randomly who comes to them with this really interesting information. So just trust whatever you experience because our subconscious mind communicates with us in ways that are different than our conscious mind. And then um, there, should we be trying to figure out the why or should we just turn off the analysis and, and it, it just accept it as it is. That's right. Turn off that analysis, turn off that conscious mind. And that's what we do when we get you into hypnosis is we ignore that conscious mind. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because our conscious mind, a lot of times will continue to think thoughts. So you might try to analyze, you might think, oh, you know, start remembering that you forgot something on your grocery list or whatever. So a lot of times you will continue to think thoughts and that's great because that's your conscious mind, the part of you that ruminates, that judges, and that's not the part that we're working with. We're working with your subconscious mind or your unconscious mind, the part of you that has all the wisdom and has all the answers. So just, you'll just wanna lay back, feel supported and allow this to happen. And this um, process that I'm going to walk you through is suitable for repeated listening, but it's also self-hypnosis. So I'm teaching you self-hypnosis and it's all an inside job. So real hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Um, and again, it's a state that you go in and out of all day long. So as you're drifting off to sleep at night, as you are waking up in the morning, if you sit down to watch a movie or watch TV, that's a state of hypnosis where you're pushing aside that sort of conscious, like I said, ruminating side of you, judging side of you, and allowing yourself to believe that what you're watching is real and your body reacts as though it's real because mm. it doesn't know the difference. So that's why when the monster comes on the screen, you jump and you scream and, but you don't actually run out of the theater, right? Cause there's a part of you that knows that it's not real, but that, but your physical part of you and the subconscious part of you doesn't know. And so it allows you to react in the way that it would, if it were real, does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Oh. I'm excited. I'm going to mute myself now and the floor is all yours. Yay. Perfect. Okay. So just go ahead and get yourself nice and comfortable. And as I said, I'm going to teach you self hypnosis now. And if you're driving your car, now is the time to go ahead and pause this um, and then come back to it in a time where you can really focus in. So just go ahead and get yourself all nice and comfortable, knowing that you're fully supported, feeling that support, support beneath you. So whether you're seated or lying down, just feeling the surface beneath you fully supporting you now. And as I said, this is a very powerful process. It's going to allow you to change your state anytime, any place, without needing headphones, without needing a recording, without needing me, because you are powerful. The power is within you. So you're going to be able to go from feeling insecure to feeling more confident, from feeling stressed to feeling calm. You're going to be able to see things from a different perspective and get the answers that you need. Um, this is the power. You, you learning the technology of accessing and reprogramming your subconscious mind um, anytime you need to.
So what I'd like you to do is to go ahead, and if your eyes are closed, you can go ahead and open them and start by finding a focal point that's a little above you so that your eyes are kind of tipped up while your chin is sort of pointed down. And a good way to do this or a good sort of point of reference is the seam where the ceiling and the wall come together and meet. So yes, so you're almost looking up at your third eye while your chin is pointed down and then just soften your gaze, that's right. And in a moment, I'm going to begin to count down from 10 to one and I'll periodically be asking you to close your eyes and open your eyes at different points. Okay, and then as I ask you to close your eyes, you'll imagine a wave of relaxation starting at the top of your head and moving through your body. Good. So going ahead and just softening your gaze now. And 10, close your eyes now. And as you do, imagine a wave of relaxation moving from the top of your head down your body and all the way out your body, out the tips of your toes, as the number 10 just fades, floats, relaxes out of your mind now. And then open your eyes and close your eyes. Nine, another wave of relaxation as the number nine relaxes, just fades out of your mind now. That's right. Eight, feeling that wave of relaxation start at the top of your head, moving down your body now. And some people will imagine that wave as a color that starts at the top of their head and moves through, while some will imagine writing that number on the forefront of their mind or on a whiteboard or even in the sand and then just erasing it, just wiping it away as you Go even deeper now. And so open your eyes and close your eyes seven so that every time you close your eyes, you imagine that wave of relaxation, just relaxing, releasing, fading away now. And open your eyes. And close your eyes, six, again, feeling that wave of relaxation, starting at the top of your head, moving through your body, relaxing, releasing, watching that number just fade away. And I don't know how you're relaxing now, but you do. Feeling that relaxation just moving through your body now. Five, another wave of relaxation. Feeling every muscle relax and release all the way down now. Four, open your eyes and close your eyes even more relaxation floating in even more comfort moving down your body relaxing releasing every muscle in your body now that's right as you open your eyes and close your eyes, three, again, feeling that wave of relaxation taking you even deeper now. 
as that number just fades away. And now open your eyes and close your eyes to drifting and floating, all the muscles just relaxing even more. Imagining in a way that allows you to feel even more comfortable inside. As you open your eyes and close your eyes, one, another wave just settling in. That's right. And so let me show you just how powerful you are in this state. Now you can make a suggestion to your body and it believes you. So take a moment and focus your mind on your legs. Imagine those legs are so relaxed, so full of relaxation that they're heavy with relaxation. So full of relaxation and comfort that they're heavy like concrete or like marble, that's right. And now think that suggestion in your mind. Think to yourself, my legs are so heavy. And when you're in this more open, receptive state and you suggest your legs are so heavy, I want you to notice that your body believes you. You suggest your legs are so heavy. And now notice the heaviness in your legs. That's right. And some people notice that heaviness even more when they try to lift those legs. They can sense just how much heavier they are. That's right. And I show you that so you begin to fully understand that you make a suggestion and even your body believes you. You tell yourself something how you want to be and your body makes it happen. How powerful is that? That's right. And so taking your power a step further, I'd like you to create a beautiful staircase with 10 safe steps there in your mind. And as we step, step down, each step takes you even deeper into relaxation. Each step takes you even deeper inside. That's right. Taking that first step down now, 10, doubling your relaxation, going even deeper inside. Nine, eight, Deeper still, seven, every part of your body relaxing, six, because the deeper you go, the better you feel, five, the better you feel, the deeper you go, four, drifting and floating, feeling into the velvety darkness behind those eyelids. Three, deeper into comfort. Two and one. And in a moment, but not yet, I'm going to ask you to imagine a beautiful door. 
And then I'll ask you to open that door. And when you do, you'll meet your wise advocate. Your wise advocate is that part of you that knows so much more, that holds all of the answers. So this is for you, for your guidance. Three, going even deeper. Two, trusting what comes and one. Go ahead and open the door now and see who is there waiting for you. That's right. And for some people, it's an angel or a beloved family member, while for others, it may be a favorite animal. Some people notice a beautiful, calming energy, while for others, it's something else entirely. And whoever or whatever you notice is exactly right and perfect for you. And so when you're aware of your wise advocate now, go ahead and take a moment and feel free to ask your wise advocate any questions that you'd like a little insight on or a little guidance while I remain silent for a few moments. Good, you're doing so, so well. And so knowing that you can get back here whenever you choose, go ahead and thank your wise advocate for whatever amazing information they've provided to you today. You can give them a hug or a high five or whatever works best for you. And then bringing with you all of the answers and transformation you've just experienced. At your own rate and speed, go ahead and make your way back up the stairs and return to normal waking consciousness. Feeling the energy come back to your fingers and your toes, wiggling them now. Becoming aware of the surface that's beneath you, that's right. Taking a nice deep breath in and out. That's right. And when you're ready, opening your eyes. Well, I don't know about the people listening, but I'm hella relaxed. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> that was so beautiful and so amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. And is that the type of thing that you need to do in a session or do you do recordings of these or what? 
So I'm happy to create recordings for people. I do it all the time. And sessions are similar to that. We use our wise, our wise advocate very, really frequently. And then we do a number of other things depending on the goals that you have. So a session can look similar to that. And it can look wildly different because it all depends on the person. All of the answers are individually within each of us. So I just guide you to find those answers in whatever way that works best for you. But the session that I just walked you through is something that you can come back to time and time again. Anytime, again, you need guidance or support on something, you can do it as you're drifting off to sleep at night. Um, because again, our subconscious mind is very, very active while we dream and often tries to speak to us in our dreaming world. So that's a great time to do it. If you just need some relaxation and support from someone that you know loves you so much anytime, it's something that you could do any time of day. Close the door, hide under your desk, whatever you need to do to really tap in. And um, yeah, it's a great way to, to really tap into the information that you need or just, again, that relaxation to get you into that place that you want to be coming from um, as you're living or as you're making decisions or meeting with someone that maybe can be a test to your growth. That's a great time too, to get into a space that you want to be coming from as you go out into the world. So yeah. So exciting. And where can we find you online? Um, so I'm available at KaylaCone.com if you want to learn a little bit about me um, on my website. And I just want to say as a side note, so you can, you know, schedule appointments or schedule time to meet. I do also just free consultations if you want to learn a little bit more. Um, but I am not a technology person. So my website is beautiful. Thanks to your help also. Um, but all the information that you need is maybe not there. So there's a lot of really great summary information, but really the best thing to do is schedule a free consultation if you want to dive a little bit deeper. And she's amazing. So it's really <laughs> nice to be able to chat with her anyway. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so absolutely much for today, for that experience. Um, it is it's just, it's been such a pleasure to be part of your journey. And I'm really glad that we can kind of bring it full circle so that we can share that with everybody else as well. Yes. And I'm incredibly grateful to you and for you. So thank you so much for all the guidance and learning that you've provided. You're welcome. Um, it takes a village. So, and I love being part of your village. Oh, I love having you. <laughs> well, that wraps up this week's episode. We have more episodes coming your way every Wednesday here on the Lightwalker's Path. If you want to have these episodes delivered straight to your inbox, make sure you head to thelightwalkerspath.com where you're able to sign up to have a little episode summary delivered to you once a month that gives you the summary of what we've talked about, who we've talked to, and all the links don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube. I'm there, Serena Myers, and you'll be able to hear the entirety of our video interviews in these series whenever we have gone longer than what we can do in just a single episode. Wonderful. That is it for now, and I will see you again next week. 